Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rivardo. Got the shades on because I'm sad. I'm crying. The Giants lost this preseason game tonight. Their first game since January in the postseason, and they lost it. I'm not feeling good, but of course, I'm back with my co-host, Alex Wilson, and we're here to break it down for you. We're going to be talking about the standout performers from tonight's game, who we kept a close eye on, who impressed us, who did not impress us, and there's going to be a few players that we're going to talk about that definitely did not impress us, but honestly... There was a few guys who did stand out, and I was impressed with a few of the New York Giants players in tonight's game versus the Detroit Lions, the preseason opener. Like I said, super upset that the Giants did not win this game. However, it is only the preseason. Who really cares at the end of the day? We were here just to watch some of these back-end roster guys develop and play some decent enough football to hopefully fight their way onto the roster, and we saw that for a few of these guys. So today, we're going to go ahead, break that down, talk about some of these guys that did stand out, some of these guys that didn't stand out, and everything else in between. But before we do all that make sure to leave a like if you do enjoy this episode subscribe to the channel if you are new ring the bell so you don't miss an episode and comment your thoughts on the topic down below in the comment section if you're listening on apple or spotify please make sure to leave us a five-star review and go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at fireside giants but without further ado alex how are you doing today my friend and what are your thoughts on the giants preseason opener I'm doing great, man. I mean, look, we lost is what it is. I don't give a flying shit about the preseason, if we're being honest, though. Like, that's the truth. I don't care about the preseason at all. This is where you see the backups to the backups get action. This is where you see the guys like Tommy DeVito try to make a name for himself. And for what it's worth, Tommy looked pretty damn good. The kid threw for, what, 155 yards at a touchdown. The interception at the end was 15 for 24. He did get sacked five times, and that kind of paints a little bit more of a large picture about how the offensive line is still Swiss cheese. We have very very bad backups, guys. Like, the offensive line looked disastrous. I mean, aside from John Michael Schmitz, who looked really freaking good, like an NFL-caliber center, which gets me really excited, everybody else was trash. I mean, Corey Cunningham shouldn't touch a football field for the next 20 years. The only the next time he should touch a football field is when his son is playing. The, 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 like, God, help us. That's It's not looking so good right now. Matt Parrott, not good. I mean, Josh Zudu, not good. It just was bad. Like, John Michael Schmitz was the only bright spot, and, and it's unfortunate, but, you know, the Giants starters, they got to step up. We cannot get hurt the offensive line. Otherwise, we are in deep doo-doo once again. And I, I just don't know what to say. I mean, it's been years, so much investment in this line, and we just can't even get some decent depth pieces. It sucks. It freaking, it's, it's really hard to, to, to kind of wrap your head around. But, you know, just to harp on the positives, Trey Hawkins looked good today. Deontay Banks looked good today. Like I said, JMS looked good today. Um, there was some really nice standout pieces that guys that are going to make an impact on this squad. So I think that those are some some serious positive. Hawkins specifically had a couple of really nice reps, and you know aside from him, Cole Beasley, the guy's got gas left in the tank. Like I think he makes this roster. Um, he looked really solid. He was making catches. He was getting open. He was creating separation. I really liked what I saw uh, from Cole Beasley. So you know hopefully he can continue to build on that. Again, you know Jason Pinnock. I mean he had three plays to open the game. He had an interception, a tackle. For for a loss, and he had a pass breakup. The guy looked like a starting strong safety. I'm super excited. He actually had, I think he was playing free safety when he got that interception. Um, I'm excited about Pinnock. That's a really good, you know, start to his, you know, I guess debut as a starter for the Giants. Um, it's going to be super exciting to see how this team continues to develop over the next couple of weeks. But Anthony, who stood out to you? I feel like, you know, Hawkins 
JMS. Um, obviously, there were some big guys that had some big games despite the loss. No, I have to. I have to bring up first and foremost the guy you just mentioned, Jason Pinnock. Dude, he looked freaking good tonight. I'm super excited about him. We've been talking about him for the last several weeks. Ever since he made that dazzling one-handed interception against Darren Waller to close a practice in the first week of training camp, this guy has really stood out throughout training camp. And now to see him go into this first preseason game. Okay, so here's the way that I look at it. Jason Pinnock looked like he was playing with just inferior competition like he didn't belong on that field like he was supposed to be one of the starters that was left off the field like a Xavier McKinney like a Dexter Lawrence like one of those guys who you know is good and shouldn't be on the field that's how Jason Pinnock was performing it was like he was out there but shouldn't have been and that's a great sign for Giants fans right because Jason Pinnock this is a guy that we were going into the offseason saying could he compete for the starting job Well, throughout training camp, he ran away with the starting job. And then he goes into the first preseason game and shows everybody how he ran away with the starting job. That was really exciting. That was a huge deal for Giants fans. That was a huge deal for the Giants defense. I feel far more confident in the Giants secondary going into this regular season now, knowing that we have a talent like Jason Pinnock after watching him dominate throughout training camp and then go into the first preseason game and look like he was arguably the best player left on the football field after the Giants rested the majority of their starters. So Jason Pinnock, a guy I'm super excited in, but two other players that you did mention, Alex, Deontay Banks and Trey Hawkins, both of the rookies looked really good. Trey Hawkins gonna grab most of the attention because he's a sixth round rookie who's just been standing out constantly throughout training camp and in this preseason game, had a few nice tackles, couple good plays and coverage, but I gotta give my flowers to Deontay Banks as well. That pass breakup on Jamison Williams was phenomenal. That is one of the fastest wide receivers in the NFL, okay? This is an Alabama product who ran a 4-3, sub 4-3. This guy is fast. Deontay Banks kept up with him, broke up a pass that would have been a touchdown pass if not for the excellent tight coverage on Banks. Everyone's forgetting Deontay Banks is a supreme athlete. He has enough speed to keep up with all of the best wide receivers in the NFL, the fastest wide receivers in the NFL. Banks has enough speed to match up. He showed that tonight, which is really important. He had a couple nice tackles. Even when he got beat in coverage, very quick to make the tackle. One of the things that you'll notice about a lot of the worst cornerbacks in the NFL. If you take a look at their stats on pro football reference, they give up a lot of yards after the catch. And a lot of that is related to having a high missed tackle rate. One thing that you can say about Deontay Banks after tonight's game, he should not have that problem. There shouldn't be a high tackle rate and there should not be a lot of yardage after the catch. He might give up some yardage as a rookie. Granted, you know, rookie growing pains are going to be a thing for him. But he showed the, the the ability to make the tackle quickly after the catch is made, and that's really important for a rookie to have that trait. Trey Hawkins, like you said, looked great. Also a good tackler. Another player that should not give up a bunch of yards after the catch, should not have a high missed tackle rate. He looked like a really good tackler. So I liked a lot of what I saw from the Giants secondary, and I also did really like what I saw for what it's worth from Tommy DeVito. I got to throw that out there. The kid looked good. You know, I we didn't see much of Tyrod Taylor. We didn't see any of Daniel Jones. What we saw of Tyrod Taylor was pretty underwhelming. Not very exciting stuff there. I mean, he did put Cole Beasley on a cross and let him get crucified with that dump off. Jalen Hyatt was wide open across the middle, and Tyrod Taylor was like, nah, let me just have 
Cole Beasley get his head taken off. Let me just get him killed by Brian Branch. That was the decision that Tyrod Taylor made. I personally would not have made that decision, but that's the one Tyrod made. And so that's okay. We got to live with that. But Tyrod Taylor didn't look very good. Now, again, it's it's backups. It's preseason. We already know who Tyrod Taylor is. He is a good backup quarterback. But I will just say, Tommy DeVito, I got to give him his flowers. He looked good. He played a good game of football. Yes, he threw the interception at the end to sink the Giants. Wasn't necessarily his fault. What else is he going to do on fourth and 15 as a rookie? All the, all the other factors going into it. I liked what Tommy DeVito brought to the football field, and I liked what a lot of his weapons brought to the football field as well. He had a good connection with Jamison Crowder, and I did like what I saw from Eric Gray, rookie fifth-round pick, running back out of Oklahoma. We saw some good things from him in the return game. We saw a couple good handoffs to him. Overall, there were some standout performers on the offensive end. We just gave a lot of praise to the defense's secondary. Valid. A lot of those guys really stood out. But there were some playmakers that did stand out. And again, we've been talking all offseason long about this battle at wide receiver. There's a lot of talent there. Who are the Giants going to keep? Who are they going to cut? Well, I think that we have a better idea of who might get cut. And we also have a better idea of who might who they might keep. So, Alex, I'll let you give your thoughts on the offensive skill makers and some of these guys that did stand out, including an unlikely suspect in Tommy Sweeney. Yeah, I mean, you referenced Cole Beasley, that dump off by Tyrod Taylor. If, if Cole Beasley didn't believe God before, he sure as hell does now. I mean, that was crazy. He got absolutely leveled, 34 years old. The man's bones are getting brittle. I don't want to see him get any, take any more hits like that. I think we can assume that we know what Cole Beasley is at this point in time. Um, you know, I'll, I'll say this. There were some standouts, like, you know, Sweeney, touchdown. I know him and uh, him and Tommy DeVito played at Don Bosco together, so former high school teammates. That's pretty cool. Sean Corbin had a pretty good game three carries 40 yards had a 33 yard scamper at one point 13.3 yards per attempt um james robinson did not look very good i didn't really think eric gray looked very good i didn't think uh, bryce ford wheaton looked very good um again it, it's such a small sample size it's, it's hard to make any like actual analysis and assumptions based on these players but um you know just from what i saw from today's game that could change next game um the injuries to note colin johnson left with a knee injury he was ruled out don't know exactly the extent of that so kids We'll catch you guys up on that tomorrow once we learn more. Um, I believe Jamie Gillen, our punter, also twisted his ankle kind of awkwardly. And then Cordell Flott, after that pass breakup on fourth and goal, um, he also had an abdominal injury. It looked like he kind of – I think he got landed on with a leg or something. I don't know. Maybe the impact of it. Maybe he bruised his ribs or something like that. Um, We'll keep you guys updated on that one as well. I liked actually Khalil Pimpleton looked pretty good. When he had the ball in his hands, he was making some plays. Um, You know, in terms of tackle leader, you know, Bobby McCain had a couple decent plays. Tashawn Bauer actually looked pretty solid. I tackle for a loss, pass defended, and five total tackles. Um, He's uh, kind of, I think, a seven-year NFL veteran, so he's got some experience. I think he was last year with the Raiders, if I'm not mistaken. So Bauer player who could make the roster is a nice little depth piece um so i'm gonna keep an eye on um anybody else that stood out mcfadden got lost in 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 uh, a couple times yeah. in run defense he didn't look very good which was certainly a bit um concerning i don't even think darian beavers got on the field to be honest with you so maybe they were just holding him out for a little bit longer um, yeah but yeah and i will say I that's a good sign for darian beavers the fact that we didn't see him at all means that he's probably Maybe. locked in as the starting number two Maybe, linebacker or they just want to keep him off because of the injury coming back could from be and stuff. could Maybe be that as well yet. 
Yeah, I think both of those things are probably both of those things are factoring into the equation here. They don't want to put him on the field because of the risk of injury, because of the fact that they want him to be in the starting lineup. I think both of those things could be true. Micah McFadden, we saw make a tackle early on special teams, but we didn't see him really stand out on defense. But one thing that I will say, Alex, we've got to dive into this. There is one unit as a whole that just struggled and looked like crap tonight, and that is the special teams. The special teams just didn't look good at all. Their tackling was poor. They gave up a 95-yard kick return touchdown. We all know how rare kick return touchdowns are in the NFL. Anytime your unit gives one up, it's cause for your head coach to lose their gasket. And Brian Dable did exactly that. He was pissed off. He was screaming at the team on the sideline. He was giving the side eye to Thomas McGahee, our special teams coordinator, and I don't blame him. When you give up a kick return touchdown like that with such poor tackling, there's definitely cause to be very upset on the sideline. The Giants special teams looked terrible. And I will even say, I know that Jamie Gillen, he got injured, twisted his ankle or whatever. Even before that, he wasn't looking good either. Punter was honestly a big question mark for the Giants going into this offseason. They chose not to address it. Maybe they should. Let's see if they pick anybody up off the waiver wire because maybe they do need a different punter other than Jamie Gillen. We had our doubts about Jamie Gillen after last season, right? He had some good moments. He had a lot of bad moments mixed in between. So let's see what the status is on him with the injury. If that prompts the Giants to bring any other punters in for tryout, and if that causes them to ultimately sign somebody that might take Jamie Gillen's job. That's totally possible. One player on special teams that was excellent and always is excellent, Graham Money Gano. We know that this guy is a beast. We don't have to worry about him. He proved that once again tonight, made every field goal, looked like the beast that we always knew he was. But overall, the special teams, Alex, what a disappointment. I don't know if you have any pressing thoughts on that. I know it's only special teams, but if you don't keep a close eye on your special teams and you don't have a decent enough unit there to compete, that ultimately can sink your ship. And that's kind of what we saw in tonight's matchup. Yeah, when it comes to special teams, I definitely think, you know, you saw Brian Dable get heated um, on a couple of occasions. A 95-yard return, unacceptable. You know, Thomas McGoffey, our, our you know special teams coach, it's unacceptable. And look, like, these depth guys are going to be playing on special teams. Like, that's the unfortunate truth is, like, the guys that we're seeing today on special teams are the guys that are going to be playing on special teams because you're not using primary starters mostly on your, as your gunners. You know, they're backup receivers. They're backup cornerbacks and whatnot. So, you know, these are the guys we're seeing. These are the guys that are going to be there for the regular season, some of them. So you want to see a little bit better execution. Um, I know Eric Gray had one decent return, which was solid. But otherwise, you know, not, not much. I know Cordell Flott had a really nice tackle. So there was some moments that stood out to me. I really still don't get why Khalil Pimpleton isn't used as a kick returner. He's really fast and quick. I feel like he'd be a good player in that fast set. But, you know, I mean, that's what everyone said he was when he when he came here. He was a really good return man. But I guess they don't really see the value there. Um, not entirely sure. They're trying to see if Eric Gray can be that guy and just not fumble the ball. I think there's just, you know, when it comes to return being a return man, I think it's just more about, like, getting a couple yards do not fumble. We see so many fumbles on punt returns. Um, they're probably thinking like, you know, just get a guy that can hold on to the football, good run, like a running back that can just, you know, is used to taking hits like that. Um, you know, just hold on to the ball. You know, I feel like that's sometimes a make or break moment in a game. Um, but yeah, such teams like that, that is really could be a winning or losing moment for you. Special teams is that important. So we need to clean that stuff up. But I think, you know, we got a couple more games left. I think they'll figure it out. I'm not too worried about it just yet. Yeah, I'm not overly worried about it either, but I will say, generally speaking, the team as a whole really struggled to tackle, and I think that's something to keep an eye on. The Giants 
just need to be better at tackling, like plain and simple. We're talking about second, third, fourth string. All of these guys st- struggled to tackle tonight. You know, we, we pointed out a few guys early on who made some nice tackles, like Deontay Banks, like Trey Hawkins, Jason Pinnock with a tackle for loss, right? We had a few guys go out there and make some good tackles, but the overwhelming majority of these Giants players really just struggled to tackle, and they did ultimately lose this game to the Detroit Lions because of their lack of an ability to wrap up and make the tackle. So a disappointing outcome to this game. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, I'm sad about it. I'm upset that the Giants went ahead and lost their first game since January, but it is preseason. Who cares at the end of the day? We'll move on to preseason week two and hopefully move on by the time we roll around to September 10th, the start of the regular season, a better football team for these losses in the preseason. We haven't seen, you even take a look at the Baltimore Ravens, haven't lost a preseason game in 23 matchups, but they also haven't won a Super Bowl in that time span. So it doesn't really matter, does it guys? So that's what I'm going to say. Don't be too upset about the Giants losing this game. Throw caution to the wind. I think they'll be A-OK after losing the preseason opener. But there were some standout performers that I'm glad that we got to recap today, Alex. And, of course, we will hit you all with a more in-depth breakdown tomorrow afternoon on the preseason opener. So make sure to leave a like if you did enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode and comment your thoughts on this topic down below in the comment section. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review. And go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. But without further ado, we will catch you all in the next one. Have a good one and let's go Giants.